Well, there was no review for three count. Welcome to another episode of Main Unstream. And today I am joined by Zoe Annabelle. Zoe, welcome. How are you going? I'm good. Thanks, man. Great to be here. Fantastic to have you on the mic, mate. And uh, for those who don't know Zoe, go and check her out. She's a relationship coach and she works with couples, helping them to synergize their relationship, you know, get that whole re recalibration of family going on. Um, and I know, and, and you started out working with blokes, not exclusively with blokes, but your, your focus was on channeling through the blokes into the relationship, but now it's more, mm -hmm. you just focus on, on the couple, whether it's two guys, two girls, girl, guy, yeah, it doesn't matter. whatever. I mean, what the hell is gender anyway these days, right? Yep. So, I, I, but I guess we're going to come back to gender because today uh, we're going to look, well, we'll look at a whole bunch of stuff. We've got an hour to talk, mate. So, um, <laughs> <we're>, uh, <laughs> this, let's go. This, that. I tell you what, this is probably going to be the most R rated episode so far. So, there's fair warning. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you're watching, if you're sorry, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you might want to go and jump on YouTube because Zoe's hot. So, uh, and that's not a massage. <laughs> It's a bit cold um, to be dressed for the entire today. It's like a jumper weather. <laughs> we'll have to have you back when it's summer. <laughs> Wishful thing of it. Anyway, so um, let's let's go talk about something I know is close to yours and my heart. Um, men, real. What's we were talking before about? What's a real man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Pause <laughs> while we both stop laughing for a while. So what's yeah? What's you, you know, you work with guys all the time um, and people who identify as male. Yeah. What's your take on it? I actually think the the whole concept, the word real men, real man, is such a horseshit comment. And it's a, it's almost like saying that if you don't fit into that box of what that box is, then you're not. A man and you're not worthy so I feel it's a very limiting word statement to say and it's 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 a it's a put down it's like you know what is that meant to be and we in society it's like you have to be butch you have to be this to be you know and it's it's lost the whole I think people have got really confused by that and then if you don't fit into that then you're feeling less than that so I mean Yep. We don't, I don't, I've never fitted into a box. I've never, even when I've been put into different boxes, I've jumped between boxes. I'd be the first to say, if someone wants to live in a specific role-based society, family yeah. unit or other unit, be it 1950s, 1800s, or 2050, right? More mm -hmm. power to you. Go and live your truth. Yeah. But this generalized thing about what's a real man? Well, what's a real woman? What's a real person to be a more relevant thing for me? What I know. is a What is real? Well, even the word real, when you look at the word real, real reality. So yeah. whatever your concept of what you think or you believe that to be or the story that you tell yourself is actually what you're going to create. And so many people out there in society are so like into thinking that is it, that they're really blinkered and anything outside of that is almost like an exter it's like a threat yeah. to then their false illusion identity of what they've created in their mind. Absolutely. 
I mean, there are seven billion plus realities on this planet. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of it as well is um, I've seen people saying a lot in, um, and I know I, I've been shot a few times for this, you know, in the men's circles of, you know, and I'm I'm quite comfortable to sit in a circle full of men, women, probably more comfortable to be in a circle full of men because it's sort of pretty clear and I know where they're at, whereas women are very different creatures entirely. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. For a moment. <laughs> so I know with men it can be, it's in the women's tank, uh, so I don't know if to go into that, but, you know, like women behave in a very different way and on a whole, men, it's very black and white. You know where you are. They either want to sleep with you or once that's happened, then they're there as the protector. So it's very clear what the, what the intentions are. So then you can create very clear boundaries with that. Whereas in the women's circle, you can have stuff that's shown to you, but behind the scenes of what they're not showing you is a lot of other things going on because there's this like protection or scared of, this competitiveness, there's more um, competitiveness when it comes to women being in a circle full of other women. So are you saying that um, women generally are more duplicitous? Generally what? More duplicitous? Yeah. Is this a word? I just made it up. I don't really understand. What, what does it mean? Two-faced. Yeah, they're... I, I, I'm learning to understand women more. I think I've been a man more times in other lives than I have a woman. Mm. And um, I tend to, I think as well, growing up, I was mostly surrounded by men. And I seem to resonate with being on the receiving end of that from women. So I think I understand men more on that concept. I think women are coming around. I'm not giving them a hard time. It's just, it's, <laughs> when we can all learn to be really upfront and say what we really want to say and yeah. rather than just saying what we think the other person wants to hear. Oh, hallelujah to that one, mate. Or wanting to be in that, oh, I'm just going to agree with you because that's what you say. And um, <laughs> I think I'm all about, we know, you know, upfront, real and raw, put everything on the table and then you get a choice with that. Rather oh. than hiding it under the table. Absolutely. I, I Me personally, I resonate stronger with either gender or any gender, basically, yeah. which mixes well. So if we're talking binary for the moment, um, guys who aren't sort of that egotistical, uh, high physical activity, macho, whatever, yeah, chest-beating shit, um, <laughs> but, and not but, and can, you know, but, and exhibit you know a lot of male traits yet can, are in touch with their feminine side yeah and on the opposite side uh people who identify as as women as female uh whether you know they whether they are female or identify in some other way as female yet can get can cross over into what society typically says are male things so I love I love going out with with women who who love a good cigar, love a good joke. Don't take offence because these are all typical things that society says women don't do. They they yeah. easily get offended. They they don't smoke cigars. They don't drink. They actually <laughs> like that sort of crap. Right? <laughs> um, and I'm sure there are people out there who do that. 
Yeah, it reminds me of, um, it reminds me, and please, American ladies, don't take offence, but quite frankly, my experience with women in America is that they're so prim and proper in public and behind the scenes are... Right. Yeah. yeah, glad you said that, not me. I'll be I'll be labelled misogynist otherwise. But yeah, yeah. Totally. And you you ladies, mate, you get I, I love sitting in a group of ladies, right? Who are having a conversation because you guys get up to some really filthy talk. We guys, we're you know, <laughs> we're we're Boy Scouts. You guys mm -hmm. get up to really really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I like the whole concept of sitting there and smoking a cigar and. It's very earthing. It's very grounding for a start. So yeah, I don't. I don't really see people as being male, female. I see it more on who are they showing up in. What's their more of a what's their resonance? What's their feeling mm. when you're around them? That's you start making choices on that based on that more so. Yeah. I think. Now you mentioned you mentioned the word raw before, and I yeah. know that you uh, <laughs> you know I'm gonna, you, uh, you know for those who don't know, uh, Zoeanna is a number one best selling author in the area in the category of erotica, and indeed her book was called or is called Raw, and mm -hmm. it's to a woman's heart and soul. Tell us a bit about you know this is not a promo for the book, but people I know that uh, if yeah. you've you haven't read the book this is a book you probably whether you're a guy or a girl it's great for couples it's, yeah it's great for couples it's great for singles so it was basically inspired from my own journey from starting to write stories into poetry which then i found it gave me a voice it gave me a voice to talk about stuff that was very vulnerable that's how it started without having to get permission to write what i wanted to write from the other person and like lyrics and rap, it gives you a voice that you can say what you want to say. And then what started to happen, I would attract men that were usually on the other side of the world. So there was sort of like a distance barrier there. And it was almost like this street rap where I would write something and then he would write something. Um, and it was in a really platonic way. But what started to happen is it was just like it started activating me. And this activation of hearing a man express in um, in his tongue that was fearless, that had no rules, it had no boundaries, it was very direct. And it was, it was like poetry slamming. So I would write something, they would write something, because there was a few. <laughs> um, and you know what this started to do, my heart started to really open. And I was like, wow, it's actually a key to opening a woman's heart when you hear a man like express in a really, really raw depth. And then other people that were reading it were then getting activated by it. And I remember at the time, and there was a lover at the time and <laughs> I used to, I started writing sexual experiences into poetry and it was just streaming, you know, and some of the, some of the poems are quite long they go for a few pages. And what I started noticing, I was writing it, but not from a place of thinking. It felt like I was channeling. Some people can say that's channeling from source. or But what was flowing through, I was simply being a vessel for this to come through. And it was touching people erotically. So yeah, it became this erotic book of stories. One of them of which I did interview a fascinating lady in New Zealand. 
and that was about high-end swinging and that was fascinating I interviewed her and then I put the interview into a poem at the end to almost like take people on an experience into something that maybe they've never tasted before so that's it that was yeah it was very cool and what what was um from your from your perspective and your experience and, and, mm -hmm. and working with so many people, what is it if you have an opinion about this? What is it about just being raw and honest and 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 base about sexuality that is such an erotic motivator, turn on, inspiration for people? I think yeah. it gives people real permission to let all of those preconceived ideas of what they think it should be and they can that to give themselves permission just to feel and to express and it touches them poetry has that way of touching people on a deep level of maybe they haven't thought about and all of a sudden it it sort of it it does it penetrates deep into the soul without it being on a physical level on an energetic level and that awakens things up in people's bodies so I have had reports from couples saying we read the book while we're having sex, you know, to one another. And I'm like, cool, that's exactly how when I wrote some of the poems, a lover was like, right, I'm going to print these off. And he printed them off. And then, you know, we used to read them to each other. And then while we were having sex, and I'm like, cool. So then to hear that without putting that in the book of other people doing that, I was like, cool. To me, that's... Um, it's a beautiful gift and I feel it's really empowering as well. So, Well, I love the idea of uh, not just the idea, but the practice of uh, sexual transmutation. You know, Napoleon Hill talks mm -hmm. about it in Things Very Rich, and I know a number of people have different interpretations of that. But, um, you know, the, the, pinnac the pinnacle of energy where there's no, there's no judgment left or right, it's mm -hmm. just that, that orgasmic climactic experience. Yeah. Right? Uh, it, it, it's pure and all the rest of it. And for me, um, you know, <laughs> people are like, Paul, do you have business discussions in, whilst having sex? <laughs> Actually, no, these days I don't. But <laughs> if you and, a, if you and uh, one of your, if you have multiple business, have multiple partners, if you and one of your partners are so aligned in terms of business, then, you know, uh, some fantastic ideas can mm -hmm. come from that. But yeah. um what about, you know, without naming names and talking about specific, you know, talk about people in a specific way, which gives them a what gives away who they are. What are some of the? <laughs> there's no one. There's no one there. <laughs> I was just going to say, with regard to you know uh, the people you work with, what are some of the um, what are some of the taboo subjects? What would normally be considered by society as taboo subjects that that come up that they like to they like to work through? You know, like. I get, you mentioned you, know, you interviewed the swinger in New South in New South Wales, sorry, in New Zealand, and that was a lady that I interviewed. Yeah, it was a lady yeah. that I interviewed, and she was fascinating. And yeah, I wanted to put different things into the book that people then get to the end of the book, and then they because I've been very open in it, so then they get to the end of the book that they don't know. You know, there's a little bit of mystery in there. Okay. And it's not about me. It's just basically giving them scenarios so then it will open them. But assist them in healing, I guess, mm. by letting down their guard. Fascinating. Um, people that I've worked with, a lot of the things I come across is people that have men that have porn addictions. Porn addictions is a really big thing. 
or they still have they're still carrying shame of something that they did when they were a teenager or something that they explored when they were a teenager and and it's really about taking them on a journey so they can see that was really normal to explore we are here to explore and it's something i definitely say to my kids that are coming into young men and you know sometimes they're like stop stop it and i'll tell them little stories because i want them to realize you know that um exploration is healthy it's healthy and they about listening to this not by peer pressure or what they think they should be doing and to really stop that shame that people are carrying yeah. around because it's one of the biggest thing is shame and guilt and yeah. then people become more and more deviant with that and don't give themselves permission to be open about this. And the ones that get really offended by it are usually the ones that are hiding behind closed doors. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that yeah, the, the, the one indeed that's it's really insightful. The, the the ones who are most offended, yeah, you know, whether the, whether they're conscious of it or not, yeah, they're they're quite often offended because of some deep seated desire, angst around a desire, or whatever. In, it's in a, yeah, it's like their repressed fetishes or their repressed fantasy is a massive one, actually. Fantasy is a massive topic of I see that there's no fantasy that's off the table because it's a fantasy. But yeah. even saying that, some people are going, no, but that's really you can't have that. And it's like, no, it's a fantasy. Mm. And it's it's when it when it's in someone's mind and they this is what happens a lot to men and any men tuning in you relate to this all women if you're very open in sharing what your experiences have been the other person gets offended by it so I always feel yep. like obviously like fantasies is like going to a dinner party so that's how we started talking was over a table and I remember you were going oh this is like verbal intercourse and we started having that conversation. But it is. It's like having a table and inviting people to your dinner party. Yeah. And at that dinner party, there may be different dishes on the table. Now, when you go to someone's house and you're a guest, you don't sit down at the table and then go, oh, I don't like that, Put, and throw the food all over the place. If you don't like it, you go, oh, I'm actually going to excuse myself. Thank you so much for your hospitality. I'm leaving now. People don't do this. I don't like it. Right? Just yep. because it's on the table doesn't mean to say you have to try it or you have to taste it. And this is where a lot of people um, don't honor their boundaries and go, hey, this is actually the sacredness of my mind. And Firstly, don't trample on my I'm and this happens to men a lot because they open up and then they they shut down because they're like that's their most it's your most sacred places in your mind and you're opening and you're sharing that with somebody else. And let's be honest, right? The, the this this topic is a minefield in society. Huge. Right? Huge. A fantasy, a fantasy of and in, in mind can go. There is, there is no, there is no limit to where it can go. The no. only, the only limit of giving what is in, is potentially going to come into your mind. The only limit of giving it actual physical expression 
is the agreements we have in society about what is and isn't right, and that varies mm -hmm. from society to society. Yeah. So there are certain topics that, and you know, just listening to you and I now, I know that there will people be like, oh, but you know, no. there's that, there's that, <laughs> right? that, and I don't even, you know, for to a degree, I don't even dare go to I mean, mention the topics because of you know, AI <laughs> picking up on the words, right? <laughs> one and, and one one I will go down. Um, you know, is uh, because it's a very it's a very serious topic when it when it happens in the aggressive state of of the, mm -hmm. of the, the, the both the criminal act and um, yep. and just the physical moral act of of rape. Yet there are a lot of women, and actually there are a lot of men, but there are a lot of women who fantasize about a rape mm -hmm. scene. Yet they don't want to actually be raped. They want the um the loss of control idea as opposed mm -hmm. to, to the actual aggression and and complete helplessness they want they want it with a certain and and then again you'll find people who just say oh that's sick but yeah you get you get a lot of you get a lot of that in the relationships no i will say though that i guess i see things very differently so mm -hmm. even I know people have got triggered before when I've said, you know, I've experienced that and I'm grateful that I experienced that. Yeah, I know. Because if I hadn't experienced it, then I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing now. And here's the big thing. There was an aspect to me that attracted it because I was angry, pissed off like this. So obviously you're going to attract the exactly the same energy. So I think what when women are actually saying that, this <laughs> springs us on what we were talking about, you know, what we've lost, what a lot of men and what a lot of women have lost is our nervous systems have become so numbed out, so suppressed out, we've lost that primal, that predator instinct now if i say the word predator people go oh yeah another one there you go. right yeah. right and it's another one here's the thing but then when you look in relationships what sorry ladies i i seem to be really hard on the women now and i'm i'm calling this out because it's a game that i used to play and some men do it as well but they'll be like push 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 pick 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 and they'll keep, it's like chicken feeding, but they're like pecking, but they're like, it's like not just saying it once, but just again and again, the pushing, 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 pushing. And I did this. So I'm calling it out from my own perspective. And I had to clear that shit up on my end. And it's why I ended up with the end result that I did, not saying that was right. It was a behavior, but that behavior then creates something from that. Now, a lot of women do this because a lot of men have become, this brings us on to the whole male feminine thing, but they've become so submissive. They don't even like draw their line in the sand. So it's like the, the people pleaser or it's the... Yes, darling. Yes, darling. Yes, darling. Yes, darling. It's the little boy syndrome. It's the obedient boy syndrome 
which is what they're showing on the surface, she'll be like, push, 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 until he's like, what does she want from him? She wants to see his masculine, wear his balls on her key ring. So there's this, why do people have a fight in a relationship? Because they want to get that charge back. There's a spark, and the spark is just this dead flint. It's just dead. So they have this conflict to then create the spark. So then he, like, roars. His masculine comes out. What does she want? She wants him to pick her up and throw her on the bed and ravish her. So I think when women are like, and I just want that where I'm just going to be overpowered because they've got so much in there getting their own way or trampling, and they, they actually want to go into that, a feeling that they have no power, which, again, is just something here. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, Zoe, one of the things I love about you, and there are many, is... <laughs> No, seriously, um, is the total authenticity. And I realise that word's been overused. Nonetheless, the total authenticity of who you are and how you are, right? Uh, and, and, and there are very few women and men that I know who have, have achieved that level of self-understanding. And through that, you get an understanding of other people, which is very, very, very cool. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, I could have asked that question for, for a number of people and um, the depth of response I would have got would have been superficial. So thank you very much for that. I'm, I think everyone watching this will get a lot from it. So, um, so some sorry. tips for the men, some tips for the men. Before it gets to that point, break her state, break her state. Do so many women... Break, it, it's easy to break her state when you make her laugh. You tickle her, maybe you just pick her up and ravish her. <laughs> you know, I think this whole permission, can I touch you, can I kiss you? If you're in a relationship in your mind, you've got to sort that out. Like if you're having to ask permission to be hugged, to be touched, it's you're walking on eggshells. You've got to find out why that's happening. And same for the women as well. Women don't like being told what to do by men either. That's another big tip for men. Stop telling her how she should do it. She'll just be like this. What about what about wake up sex? Like wake up in the middle of the night and just go and you know take it. I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful when you're sleeping next to someone that you know you know and you trust, and you wake up in the middle of the night and you're almost like you wake up halfway when you're. Yeah, it's, I think there's something really beautiful about that, you know, and it's that dance between being receptive and then, you know, and then men being receptive as well, that whole learning, understanding the dynamics of the energy and, you know, if you're both push, 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 then you're going to get sparks and you may have very heated sex, but it may be very aggressive sex and, you know, is that really... I think everything has its place, everything has its moment, and everyone is different. Yeah, agree with that. So, um, ladies or guys, um, wake up sex is not when you go knocking on someone's door in the middle of the night. It's when you're actually already with them. Um, yeah. In the middle of the night, how you want to have sex doesn't work. I can tell you from experience when I was about 22, didn't work. What, what didn't work? 
I was about 22 living in Dusseldorf and um, late at night one night and there was a girl, you know, one of the people I was I was seeing at the time, I thought, oh, yeah, well, she lives around the corner. I'll go and knock on her door. That wasn't very appreciated. I don't even know what I, well, I I wasn't thinking. I was 22, you know. Was, yeah. Well, you had, really... you were thinking about your end goal of where you wanted to get. Yeah, basically, yeah. You, know. you were like chasing the bone. And as yeah, it's it's pathetic. She was on the way home. I mean, it was it's that bad, right? So um, I've, I'll own my own shit as well. Um, I think we just, you know, as men, as people, we need to simply know what your boundaries are. Have no care how the other person is going to receive that boundary. And I think that to me is about being transparent, being authentic, and who you are. If you don't feel like it, then you don't feel like it, and not making a really big deal about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Again, so um, what about what about couples that like have sex once a month? Have you come across them? Yeah, there's couples that have sex once a month. I always, it's it's fascinating. You know, it, it's a fascinating. Everyone has a different sexual appetite and repertoire, and I think the main thing is they need to learn how to access that energy within themselves. So if you're in a relationship and maybe they're only having sex once a month because one's depressed or one's been flat and then when the other one has sex with them, they feel drained, <laughs> right? So there's so many different dynamics that could be happening or maybe they're bored of each other or I don't know. I, yeah, him. What, what do you do if you're bored? I mean, pe people tend to say, think that they have to go and grab for sex toys and grab for things they've never done before, like BDSM and, and whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that, mind you. It's just in, in terms of BDSM. But people grab for things. and and People like gimmicks. People like gimmicks. People like the the quick fix because people are so numb. People are already disconnected, disassociated. Their nervous system is disassociated, disconnected. It brings it back to the primal thing. Most people don't understand. They'll, like, if you are wanting your partner to make you feel better from sex, well, it's an uneven exchange. And when you start understanding the... I know people go, mm, energy, but the exchange that happens and the transaction that happens when you're intimate and when you, like, even this is intimate mm. when you're connecting with another soul. And yeah. if it's, if you're walking away from a situation and you feel drained and tired, then that's not a healthy situation for you. There's something that needs looking at. If you're constantly reaching a, um, a sex toy to quickly have an orgasm, then there's some form of lack of connection there and there's already an underlying state of numbness and it's further numbing this beautiful vessel that you have that, frankly, most people don't understand how to feel into different areas of their body. They get so fixated on one part, like the genitals, that the whole skin, the whole body is an erogenous yeah. organ. So, and just, just to clarify, um, sex toys aren't evil. It's just if you're just constantly oh. reaching for them as a replacement. It's sort of like, 
a good you know i'll make two analogies because i don't want to get people offside necessarily it's like having a good steak it doesn't need a sauce but it can be good with a sauce and for those who are going to be offended by me referring to either male or female as a piece of meat it's like a good pasta it's good with a bit of olive oil but it's also good with a nice sauce and some other stuff you know? <laughs> i could ju- i could just see that it's such a it's such think- a minefield this subject you know i think the word moderation is a really great one to you know, if you're relying on something to get something, then yeah. there's there's something within that needs addressing and or something that's a little bit out of balance that you can bring back into balance. Yeah, you're looking for that extrinsic motivation as opposed to in, in, intrinsic inspiration. Yeah, you're chasing the end goal rather than it's like chasing to get to the destination and then missing out on what you learn in the journey. Mm. And and for anyone who can't figure out, can't sort of relate to that, it's like enjoying enjoying the enjoying the experience for the experience as opposed to what can I just bring into the mix to make like this enjoying every piece of pasta. That's yep. in the bowl, not just going. <laughs> <laughs> For your 45 seconds of ecstasy, as Meatloaf sang about, right? Yeah. Um, so what about um, what about initiating? Is there any, you know, should he, should she, should they, you know? Do you, do you find that for your way of thinking, for what you talk to people about, is there who should initiate or is there no should about it? I don't think there's any shit about it. I think there's way too much pressure mm-hmm. on men that they have to initiate. And now because of the, <laughs> let's throw that in the shitstorm as well, the Me Too movement, sadly, you know, and this, this does concern me as a parent having two boys, that that whole concept of, reading, feeling into that sexual energy that you feel drawn to someone. And now it's like they can't act on that response and that intuitive and Mm. that primal attraction that it's a two-way thing, not a one-way thing. I'm not saying one way, it's a two-way thing here, the body language, everything, to then – what was the question? So the response, you know, it's like yeah. if you if you're really feeling someone, read the body language, and just I don't know, I I I have real challenges with the whole. If a guy said to me, and he couldn't read my body language and was saying, or a girl, can I kiss you? I I find it really creepy because they they're not on that same level. They're not reading the energy. And if you have to, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think we're losing even more. It's another way to kill the primal instinct and our natural instinct of being human. Yeah, we're legislating and regulating against this intuitive, instinctive connection that we yeah, even a mask, even a mask. It's like we need fresh air, we need microbes, we need 
Yeah, and we're not getting it. You know, then again, no. you know, uh, the next next person I see wearing a mask on the street, I'm going to ask them if I were to fart in their face with my pants on, do you think they'd smell it? <laughs> Same thing. The only, the only place for a mask is in a BDSM room. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And I saw some really good ones on Instagram the other day on the demand. <laughs> <laughs> I should share some. <laughs> Oh, you know, we, you know, on a serious note, we're losing touch. We're Ooh. losing touch. And um, there's something really magical, you know, with putting your hand, arm on, you know, and the whole, a lot of men are scared to even, you know, when someone's going through a door. I think it's a very endearing quality. I think it's a beautiful quality when I've, a man has put his hand on my lower back where some women are going, oh, my gosh. Or that's, you know, we we have this rule in our house and it's something I've taught with the kids is we can touch. And, you know, if my hand, when they were like three, slipped too far, they're like, oh, that's my bum. I'm like, oh, okay. And there's no real big thing about it, right? Yeah. Or sometimes if they do it, I'm like, hey, that's my boob. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, so it's. If we need to instill this in our family homes and not have this fear of touch and it's healing. That's how we connect. That's our connectability. That's our immunity. That's our healing. And with everything that's going on out there, we need we need more touch. And I've interviewed a lot of men in the community and I will make a point. There's a few of them that are over 70. And when we see each other in the street, we hug each other. And we started doing it around the Me Too movement. And the reason why we started doing it was they had a fear. They had a fear of hugging. Wow. In case they were seen as a weirdo, they were scared of picking up their grandkids because of the Me Too movement, of going, whoa, like I'm feeling this guilt because they're a man it's like it's that's really really sad you know i mean i i know that um in society i'm a super easy target because you know <laughs> um touchy feely yeah i and i it's not that i don't have a filter well i don't compare to a lot of people yet i you know um i will i will give someone a hug yeah you know and I'm not, I'm not one of these, you know, superficial beat the chest or the back man hugs, right? Now a proper hug, right? Yeah. Uh, and and if that offends people, well, sorry, be offended. And clearly we're not going to talk anymore because I yeah. can't give you a hug when we meet. You know, not yeah. I have to give her a hug, but anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember that whole Me Too thing. Is that, isn't that died down a bit? I think I just think it's quite hilarious now without going too much into it because it yeah. might be a little bit too much. But even the people that were sort of like shouting out about it, um, people that are associated with other things. Yeah, maybe we leave that one alone, shall we, for a little bit? I <laughs> <laughs> just like throw the little pebble in the pond there, let it yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. You all know what we're talking about, you know. You know. I think so, I think it's you know, and that brings us back to when we are connected with ourselves in our primal. 
of like going out into the world, like as if I have this thing that going out into the world every day, like knowing where everything is, not being in my fight or flight, but being in my primal presenter, seeing everything around me, seeing where it is. It's like being in a video game, reading yeah. the energy, feeling the energy, and being in this really happy place. And seeing it in that place, knowing that I don't even know what's going to happen by the end of the day. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. I really don't care. I feel in a really good place. And, yeah, and it's we, – we don't know. And the more and more we can stay in that place and the more and more we lift ourselves up and then when we bring that into relationship and connection, when you see the other person, it's not just like, oh, hello, and this mundane bullshit. You don't like if you remember that when you see your partner in the olden days when in years ago when we had to go out hunting for our food, you didn't even know if you were going to come home and your partner would be there, or you may not come home and be alive. You might have got eaten by a lion. So when you see them, there was far more passion. Mm, good point. You know, so and we've lost that. And the Me Too movement is eradicating that. And I'm like, to that, and um, we need to rewild ourselves that to me what sensuality is it's rewilding the adult to remember to feel with our senses not be in reaction but learn how to respond learn how to adapt learn how to evolve i love that hashtag i'm gonna we're gonna make that a hashtag hashtag rewild your life or just rewild you know, rewilding the adult Rewilding the adult. We've, we've become so predictable is what I'm hearing. Right, from so me. then we're like kids. Like for me, when I'm chatting to you, I feel like, you know, I'm like three years old and we're, we're hanging out and we're – and I think when we can live our life like that, it makes it so much easier rather than, oh, I don't like the energy here right now. I don't like – what's wrong with you? It's just like, oh, I've had fun today. Bye. And you go off and do your little thing and then, you know, there's no attachment. There's no – and that's a massive one that is so much there in relationships. It's this yeah. attachment of thinking the other person needs to be something to make you feel a certain way. No. Yeah, the, 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 other, the other person cannot make you feel anything. Mm -mm. And if, it's like it's – like, what was that analogy like if, uh, you know, the, the child at school will never get better until, you know, the teachers change? So basically the entire school needs to change until little Johnny can can get better grades. The world is yeah, not Yeah, little better. Johnny was well, did well to be a rebel. Yes. So what, what about um, people bringing their baggage home from work? Yeah. I, I, when There's I, a balance, I, isn't there, between talking about your stuff and baggage? Boring. It's boring. Yeah. You've got to ask yourself what's the what's the vibe you want to keep um, keep alive for the rest of the evening. And it's a habit. People are creatures of habit. People are creatures of complaining. People and they have the go-to. Um, I love my mum to bits. My mum used to be my go-to of my who I'd complain to, and this is natural for many people. And I, when I really grew was when we didn't chat for six months because she was overseas. And this was really hard for her to see when I had this massive aha. I actually really grew because we didn't chat. 
and it was my responsibility to stop that pattern. And that is so true in couples' relationships. So I always say to people, if you're driving, if you're traveling home, or if you work at home, when you finish your day, have this like, um, it's like a purification system. See mm -hmm. what you need to compartmentalize to go into little boxes, and so then you can come back to that, like very business mode. And you don't have to spend much time. It's just like have no attachment to it. And then if the stuff you don't need to hang on to, we'll let that shit go before you even step in the house. Yeah. And if you want to, if you, you want to process, if you want to process through verbal and, sit and make some time for that, or ask permission, ask the other person permission, because the other person might be in their own little bubble doing their own stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So you've got two choices there. One is you ask them for permission to and they to, to unload and and let and get them to hold space for you. Yep. Or you frame what happened. You take. Take that breath, take that moment. Quality of your life is determined by the space between stimulus and response. Take yeah. that moment to reframe it in a way where you can bring it in a constructive way, both for yourself and for the relationship at home. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're just bringing like crap into the house. Well, you're then not taking responsibility for it as well. Mm. Very true. And, and by the way, that goes work at home. Yeah. Yeah. They're sponges, aren't they? How, how old are your two? Yeah, as well. How, how old are yours? <laughs> They're 12 and 13. That's the 12-year-old right, yeah. went to me last night. He went, Mom, Mom, look at this. Look at this. And I went, is that some dodgy stuff? He's like, no. And I'm like, I don't believe you. And I'm putting it in and he's laughing. And I'm like, no, I can't do it. He goes, give me your phone. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Anyway, I go to put it in, I go to put it in, and I'm like, oh, it's got XXX in front of it. <laughs> Get off. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, animal porn. And I'm like, where did you see that? <laughs> My brother showed it to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't have a lock on the computer. But, you know, it's out there, and we're open about it, and it's, it's, you know, and I think it's that curiosity and, like, if you start going, oh, my God, you know, they, they, they have instinctual what is right. Well, not even the word what is right, what is wrong, what is humane, you know, and it's, yeah, I'm not even going to go into that. No, um, but, yeah, that was a valuable lesson, I think, a few years ago when I was writing one of the books and I wanted to do some research on something. And I was curious. I was like, oh, what would that be like? <laughs> so put in a search. And I didn't realize that what I was putting into my phone went through to their iPads. This is like, mm -hmm. what were they like? <laughs> Synchronized search history. Oops. And then, and then for a few months, they used to be looking at me, like laughing and smiling at me at the dinner table. And then, mm, we know, mom. And I'm like, and then they told me, they went, oh, we have to show you. The history goes through onto our iPads. So what you look at, we know. So here's, this is how you clear your cash. I'm like, 
Mm. Two words, incognito mode. <laughs> Alternatively, like with my son, we've we've got his own account. So our search history does not show up on his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's, he's seven and we've just, um, we've literally in the last several weeks started or months just starting to, to get the questions about sex and sexuality and, and all that sort of stuff. A very, very direct, very specific questions. I'm like, how do you know this? It's fascinating. Yeah. How do you? Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. And, and especially the level and it's like, he, he could actually describe more scientifically than, you know, allegorically, the human reproductive system. Wow. And he's seen that on an educational video on YouTube Kids. And I'm like, what? And I went and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I said, i got to see this video. And it's a very, when you see the video, it's just very, um, very innocent and all the mm -hmm. rest of it. It's very specific. I'm like, yeah. How cool. Cool. There's some great, um, I think it's a good concept of keeping the door open with your kids as in the communication and not minimising things like shame and guilt and that normal natural curiosity that they have. And, again, it comes back to the adult. If the adult is comfortable in who they are, in their sensuality, sexuality, their skin, and they've done lots of that inner work and inner healing, then there's less there's less likelihood that then, and this is a good um, wake up for parents, if you're hiding something or you have shame of something, they will probably go and explore that because they will already feel it and they'll become more curious to it. Yeah, yeah. I can, so I can they, they do, they see and they hear it and they feel it. And they're way ahead. They're way ahead than what you think. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. And, you know, and, and you're right. For the people who've done a lot of inner work, it'll be a lot easier. For those people who haven't, for those people who find this a bit challenging, I really... Oh, wow. really oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend that they go and do it. I recommend they sort of let go of... Whatever it is, right? Even for the for the sake of their kids, let go of whatever it is that yeah. is holding them back in this regard. Because you know, and this sort of comes back to where we started in the beginning. If we want to have a society of Homo sapiens going forward who are real people, whatever real is, as opposed to real men and real women and whatever. If we want to, you know, not to say we don't need to, we need to get rid of, rid of genders, but if we want to have we want to get rid of the polarization mm -hmm. and the divisiveness of a lot of the conversations that are had at the cost of sexuality, gender, mm -hmm. color, whatever. Then we need to let go so that yeah. we can have those honest, open, transparent human conversations with kids yeah. and let them grow up in a different environment than what we did. I find the kids, that's a, such a powerful point. And the kids are so much more, their DNA is on a different level. So yeah. they're way more advanced. And it's really vital that we don't keep transferring our own unresolved trauma, unresolved stuff onto them. 
Yep. We, we're the ones, this generation, well, my, my 40s, yeah? So it's that generation of clearing this up so then they didn't have to go through it. So mm. then they can take things to another level and they're, they're way more switched on. Like I know with my eldest, he's 13, and I've said some things and he's gone you know, when you're on an airplane and the air hostess comes through and you get the small bullshit, small talk, hi, I don't know, how's your day mean? And, you know, you, I was, yeah, I was in a human moment. I was like, oh, da 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 da, da. And he was just like. <laughs> and then afterwards he went, did you have to say that? Why do all you adults make stupid conversation just go yes or no mm -hmm. thank you that's it and i was like yes <laughs> acknowledge them i was like thank you wise one so now we have this you know and he's very boisterous and very alpha i'm very alpha and then he starts playing that out with his brother who's more if we look at beta but they each have different, one is more physical, one is more with his words. Mm -hmm. So then learning how to communicate with them in a different way. So it's still nourishing their natural primal, natural instinct again. You sound, they sound like amazing human beings. They are amazing human beings. You know, they're, I've been really open with them about what that I've done and things that I've experienced and, different choices that I made, you know, in this journey to getting here. And yeah, it's, it, I let, I let them, I let the eldest go through my Instagram now because some of his friends used to follow and they were not being very cool about it. And um, so I said, right, you take my phone, you have the power, you block them and then you take off any posts that you don't feel matches what I'm doing and I trust you on that wow and it was really great because he was like and I said you have to understand I'm also giving a message so it was really empowering for him to set because he's very sensitive and they were being inappropriate and they weren't respecting him in his boundaries you know, and they were being boys. So, yeah, no, it was really cool. They're cool kids. I was just going to say, um, with regard to what we were talking about earlier, if, you know, let's, you know, there are a lot of people who haven't done any work on themselves and or have and prior to doing that inner work, they may have been and behaved in ways to with, with around their kids, with their kids, towards their kids, which they now regret and may have some guilt trips about. And again, that is something you now have to get complete with and deal with. And when you do, just remember that you can go back and set it right with your kids later on. Yeah. Yeah. They may not be ready to hear it now because they're still, mm -hmm. you know, in that mode of what happened. But some point very soon in the future, you can you can readdress it. Yeah. And set it right. Yeah, and I think I think there's an obligation for us to do that. Yeah. I think the more and more we can be willing to admit when we've messed up and I'm far from perfect, I've lost my shit and, you know. 
Yeah. And I, I own it and I empower them to call me out. If I'm if I say it more than once and it's turning into nagging, then they they tell me now. And I want them to feel empowered with that. And the more and more we can each do that and take off our mask and realize that there's no such thing as perfection. We're all learning, we're all growing and um own it. And if you, because kids, they see the best in you. They love you no matter what. And it's more your inner critic within that is the one that's beating you up. They love you unconditionally. And even when kids have been treated in a certain way, they, it's, it, it's insane. They still see the best in you and they see who you can be and that can be and that's also with adults tuning in, that's you honoring your own inner child, which is actually still waiting for you back there to learn to love and go back in, bring them into who you're coming here to be because that's your playfulness and that's who's showing up for both of us right now if we're in that playfulness of not giving a fuck what other people think and it's a part of who we are. And we need to remember that and celebrate it. That was powerful. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I, I can't add anything to that, and I don't think I should. That's thank you for that. That's brilliant. Pleasure. That sums up, that sums up the whole the whole episode, I think. Um, <laughs> Full circle. It has, yeah. Mate, it's 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 been absolute pleasure, privilege having you. Mm on the show I'll yeah, put well, my there. thank you so much for coming i'd love to have you back in summer where as you say maybe a little bit uh i don't know more zoe-esque <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to know what i mean by that go and check out our instagram um and facebook and i'll i'll, I'll share if thank you so want... much paul absolute pleasure being here it's so good to play and have mm -hmm. Public intercourse. It is wonderful having public intercourse. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> it's been both deep and penetrating in many different areas. So um, exactly. it doesn't get much better. If people want to have more intercourse with you, where yep. can where can they find you? In which public spaces? Yeah. Yeah, find me on Instagram. I'm I'm on Facebook a little bit, probably more so on LinkedIn now. Okay. I'm enjoying that space. I used to call it pimped in. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if Microsoft changes anytime wherever soon, people feel, wherever people feel comfortable, or they could go to my website. Can I say my website? Absolutely. We're putting in the links anyway, but it's, it's give it in zoe-anna.com. Zoe-anna.com. Yeah. And we'll, you know, wherever you're watching this YouTube, LinkedIn, IGTV. Um, Facebook, <laughs> almost forgot them. Um, the links, the links will be wherever you see this. Okay, so Elan, thank you so much again. Um, so much. Have a lovely day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye.